Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero. And I'm the host of this show. I am excited to be recording today. Oh my gosh, it's been, I don't even know how many weeks since the last episode. Um, Yeah, lots to talk about. Last year, 2020, was a little rough. So we're in 2021. Not that it's a magical pill or cure or anything, but at least it's a way to mark time. Yeah, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Obviously, we're going to talk about today's topic, which is the Bible salvation history, Adam, and being a child of God. But I still, I want to like catch you guys up on things. And I actually, I think in order to make this topic like real, like bring it into real life, I think I'm going to like brief you on the last part of 2020 for me. So like from August to December, I had a lot a lot happened, you know, a lot of not great things happened, um, but the Lord convicted me and, you know, got me back on track when I was on my Christmas break. Praise the Lord, because he is always kind. He is always merciful. And no matter how far we stray, he will always come and find us. But yeah, so I don't have a map for today's journey. Like, I don't know how we're going to talk about all of these topics. Like, I don't have like it all mapped out. So we're just going to start talking and we're just going to end up on this journey together. You know, like I said last year, not super great for me, probably not you guys either in some way or some form. So yeah, at some point in this episode, I will play my sad song, my little fiddle, right? So just so you know, I'm going to be brief, but I hope that you guys can bear with me with some Christian compassion and patience as I do that. I'm doing it so I could tie it in and just be like really open and transparent with you all. All right, so where did we leave off last year? Mm, We left off with the O antiphons. The O antiphons, yeah, the prophetic titles for the Messiah, which is Jesus, right, that were given by the prophet Isaiah. I hope you guys really liked that episode, and I hope you all downloaded that uh, free illustrated download about all of the O antiphons that I made available on the website. It's still there if you didn't get it. Um, yeah, so you can go ahead and get that. The O antiphons are not restricted only for Advent, right? Because God is all of those titles, right? He He fulfills all of those titles in the world and in our lives. So it's good to know them and it's good to meditate on them even outside of Advent, all right? So go ahead and pick that up. It's also going to be in the show notes for this episode, you know, like a link back to it. So Yeah, show notes are where you read the notes or like the description of this episode, like on the website, like where the post is for this episode, you'll find it there too. That like the show notes are there. And that is actually where the download is. It's in the show notes of the actual post on the website, right? And since our last episode, we have had Christmas and we've had New Year's. So I hope you all had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Turning off my tablet so I don't have my notes. All right, there we go. We're back on board. (laughs) Uh, like I said, I'm just I'm just here. I'm going to do the darn thing, okay? And I think that's what I'm going to try to do for the rest of 2021. Just be more, I don't want to say loosey-goosey, but just kind of like weird and quirky, which I am when I'm not on the air, right? So if you want a good laugh or if you want to feel less weird yourself, then just listen to me be weird and, and yeah, 
It'll be good for all people. Right. So my experience over Christmas and New Year's, it was pretty chill, you know, on the outside, you know, not a lot of running around, shopping, going to dinners and parties and all that stuff, which I was glad because I find those very stressful during the holidays. Didn't have to do them. So that was good. But at the same time, spiritually, it was a roller coaster. And I don't do amusement parks, FYI. Like, I do not. Unless we're talking about the teacups at Disneyland, I am not interested whatsoever in any kind of roller coaster, right? And a spiritual roller coaster, those aren't fun either for me. So it ended up being good, though, in the end, because that's how the Lord always is. He's always good. It's always for a purpose. And, um, It's always for a good purpose. He convicted me that over the last six months of 2020 that I had forgotten who I belonged to. That's not good, right? Especially if you are trying to be a saint and you forget who you belong to. Yeah. Basically, I stopped surrendering and I became very self-reliant, which It's not a bad thing to be able to be self-reliant. You know, it's not bad to have gifts and talents and treasures and to work hard and and to to take initiative. Like, those are not bad things, but they are problematic when you become self-reliant. Like, you decide. It's like self-imposed self-reliance, you know? It's not like the, the Lord is like, okay, this is what's going on, and I'm going to put it on your heart to use these gifts, talents, and treasures that I've given you to do this in your life, right? When he tells you to do it, that's great. But when you do it yourself, when it's self-imposed, that's a problem. And that is my problem, right? That is my number one spiritual problem. Because I know for me, when things in my life start to turn upside down or I start to meet adversity, I have a tendency to like put my head down and to work really hard to fix things, you know, because I'm a fixer. And like I said, that's one of my biggest spiritual flaws. When things get rough, I try to use my own will to make everything right again. And that is not the way of a Christian, right? We are to rely on the Lord and his will and his promptings. Now, I noticed like when the Lord convicted me of this, I had like this montage of all the ways in which I'd failed to to be his, right? I I failed to belong to him as a child of God. But the most obvious place for me was when it came to the Bible. I I realized that I had stopped returning to the word of God in the right way, right? I was using it to study, but I wasn't returning to it and drinking from it and replenishing replenishing myself with his truth. Um, And because I wasn't doing that, I wasn't seeing his corrections, his directions, or even his blessings over my life, right? He wanted to speak blessings over me, and I wasn't hearing them because I was studying and I was, you know, checking in for prayer rather than actually surrendering and letting my whole heart be present to him. And there's reasons why I did that. Maybe we'll get to them in this episode. Um, Yeah, we'll get to it in this episode. Um, And and I've been asked many times by people who listen to this episode, or if I go give a talk in person, I will at least get the question once, how do you hear God speak to you? How do you hear God's voice? How do you know it's God's voice? Where do you start? How do you know, like, this idea of, like, praying and hearing God speaking to you, it's appealing to everyone, but not everyone knows how to do it. And the answer that I always give is the Bible and time, right? Because the Bible is the word of God and you have to spend time 
regularly with the word of God to tune your spiritual ear to the frequency of God's voice, right? To his words, right? And the more familiar you are with the words that he speaks, you will know that they are true when they ring in your heart, right? During prayer or at other times, or if someone says something to you, um, you can tell like that was that was from God. That was something that God wanted me to hear, wanted me to know. But it, like I said, it takes time and time with the word of God. And the Lord reminded me of my own advice, which, yeah, that's great. But then it reminded me how much I failed at following my own advice. And I realized, you know what, I need to get back to the word of God and read my Bible. Not just read my Bible, but just like pray with my Bible. But I didn't just open it up that day and just start reading it. I needed like, I needed to get pumped up again. Um, Maybe that's because I am weak. I don't know. But I needed to get pumped up. And gosh, how do I explain what I did? Okay. Do you ever watch a trailer before you watch a movie? Like even if you've already seen the movie, you still want to watch the trailer before you watch the movie? Okay, maybe that's weird, but I do that. Like now with streaming apps, a lot of times there's an option to watch a trailer of the movie before you watch the movie. Okay, I do that. Even if I've seen the movie like 10, 20, 30 times, I still like to watch the trailer because in the trailer you get, you know, the the major notes of the story. You get to see who the key players are, the high points, the low points, the overall theme, the tone, and it will solidify for me whether or not this is what I really want to watch. Okay, now with the Bible, I knew I did want to watch. I did want to watch. I did want to read my Bible. I didn't want to get immersed in it again, but I just wanted to be pumped up a little bit more. So I pulled out my class notes from when I was at Franciscan and when I was taking Biblical Foundations with Dr. Scott Hahn and when I had gone to all of these free lectures from Dr. John Bergsma and I read my notes from start to finish. I reread everything that I had learned in my scripture classes And it was like watching a trailer for the Bible for the history of salvation, right? Because the Bible is that. It's a documented history of salvation. And when I did that, it reminded me how personal the scriptures are. And it got me really excited to want to read them again. And not for the purpose of studying them or for finding an answer to my problem, but just to really let God speak his life into my life, right? That is what I had been missing over the last six months. And that's what I needed to return to and just by availing myself to the scriptures. So I was inspired, right? I was totally inspired to read the scriptures. And I thought, you know what? If this is going to inspire me to get back to reading the scriptures, this would be a great topic for the podcast. So that's what inspired this series. So for the next couple of weeks, probably six weeks. Yeah, probably six weeks. We're going to talk about salvation history, right? That's what the Bible is. The Bible is a history of our salvation. And the overarching theme of the Bible is, surprise, surprise, it's salvation. Sometimes we hear salvation and we think of it negatively. Here's what I mean. Like we think of it as being saved from something, like something bad, such as hell, rather than thinking of it positively which would be to think of it as being saved for something, for something good, such as friendship and relationship with God forever. Now, salvation is God's forgiveness of our sins, yes, but he forgives our sins in order to restore our friendship with him. And when I say friendship, I'm not talking about something trivial like some Facebook friendship. 
No, in the case of God, it's actually very deep. It's more familial. He wants to draw us in close to the centermost part of his family, a family that exists from love for the purpose of love, and that would be the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He wants to pull us in close, okay? Now, this is a story of salvation that we read in the Bible, and when we read this story, there's going to be key players, and these key players act as mediators between God and humanity. There's six of them. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and Jesus. Now, these are five men just as fallen and flawed and in need of redemption as we are. Not Jesus, obviously, because he's perfect God and perfect man, but God still chose to work with those five flawed human beings and he still trusted them, which is amazing, right? This this interplay between God and these mediators, this is what salvation history, this is what we're going to be, be talking about, right? These are the broad strokes. And I think it when we study salvation history, it's such a good reminder of God's love and his mercy. First of all, that he worked and he trusted these flawed humans. Like I said, you know, he's trusting them to carry out some really big plans, right? He wants, like the most important thing, like the whole purpose <laughs> is for us to be drawn into the life of the Trinity. That's what he wants. He wants to restore us to that. That's really big. That's really important. But he's trusting these fallen and flawed human beings. And then second thing that reminds us of God's love and mercy is when we read the history of God's people, we're going to see how humanity just goes back on their promises to God over and over again. But God is always faithful to his desire to have us brought back into his family that he continually gives us chance after chance. And he does this. He gives us these chances in the form of covenants. Now, covenants are not contracts. However, it's easy for us to think of it that way because we're familiar with contracts. We're not as familiar with covenants. But covenants are stronger and they have a deeper meaning than contracts. We don't really need to know the details of that right now. We'll talk about that when we talk about Noah. Um, But for now, that's all you need to know. So as we go forward and we go through this series, every week is going to be someone new, first Adam and then Noah and so on. But as we go through this series, it's going to be helpful for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. First of all, if you don't know salvation history, if you don't know what it is, if you would like more detail about it, this is great for you. If you have ever thought of the God of the Old Testament as being mean, or if he just seemed like he's a complete opposite to Jesus, right? This is good for you because this is going to undo that misconception for you. Um, That's how I used to be. I used to totally think that about God the Father or like God in the Old Testament versus Jesus in the New Testament, how they were like totally different. But there's a lot more to this story, which you learn when you learn about salvation history. And it helps. It helps you with our next our next point, which is developing a relationship with God the Father, right? I was a little scared of God the Father. Um, but yeah, so if you want to strengthen your relationship with God the Father, or if you want to develop a relationship with God the Father, this series will be good for you for that. Also, if you want to learn about what the six covenants were, right? If you're just curious, you want to know a little bit more detail about who these um, six covenants covenant makers, like these six mediators were and what the covenants were. 
It's great for that, as well as getting a big picture perspective of the overarching story of the Bible. You know me, I'm all about the big picture. Start with the big picture, get yourself some context, and then fill in the details that you already know, right? This is going to be great for you to get that big picture perspective of the overarching story of the Bible, the overarching narrative. And you can also learn lessons from these mediators. These mediators can teach you a little bit about yourself, which is surprising. Um, But also, they always will teach you about God's love and God's mercy and his providential care for his children. Okay, so it appears I had a lot more to talk about today than I anticipated. After I recorded this whole episode, it ended up being 40 minutes long. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not have 40 minutes to sit and listen to someone talk, right? My attention span is not that long and I have things to do. So I am thinking you might be in the same boat as me. So what I've done is I've cut this episode in half. So this is the first half of the episode. The last half, which I've already recorded, is going to be next week's episode. So I hope that you don't mind Um, It's just a lot of information if I were to do it all together and a lot of time, which I don't think that you really have to spend listening to a podcast episode. I'm thinking about you because that's how I would feel. Anyways, yeah, so today all we've gotten in this first half of this episode is I've been able to talk about scripture and salvation history, right? I haven't really talked about Adam or being a child of God. That is what I talked about at the in the latter portion of the originally recorded episode. So you'll get that next week. And I think it's good that I split it up because, yeah, just listening to it all and like the information, it's a lot. It's a lot of information. So I split it up. It'll be in more bite-sized chunks for you. And I think you'll just get more out of it that way. So hope you're not too disappointed. Um, If you want, you know, yeah, today you don't have to listen to me play my sad little fiddle. You'll hear that next week. But yeah, so I just hope that you have a great rest of the week. I hope that you feel inspired to read your Bible. You know what? This is a good opportunity for me to tell you. Ascension Presents is is Ascension Presents or Ascension Press, whichever. They're having um, Father Mike Smith. He's doing a Bible in the Year podcast, which is amazing. I've been listening to it. It's with him and Jeff Cavins, who is a Bible scholar. Now, Jeff Cavins, he has a Bible that is called the Great Adventure Bible, And he also has, I guess it's like a workshop, which I actually have gone through, where he uses the Great Adventure Bible timeline. So it's very similar to Salvation History, except there's more to it. It's more meaty. So when you listen to these podcast episodes, they read directly from Scripture and then explain it. And it's so, so good. So you will have read the whole Bible and not just have it read to you, right? You can read yourself, but it's also read to you and it's explained to you from a Catholic perspective. It is so, so good. Um, Let me find out the information to give you because I'm looking on my internet while I'm talking to you and you can get it on any podcast app where you listen to podcasts, but also on the Ascension website, ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a year. I highly, highly recommend it because I think Jeff Cavins is baller as well as Father Mike Smith. I love them both. I think you will too. If you like this episode, if you would like to contribute to Help Clumsy Theosis, we did lose some donors over Christmas because the holidays have been difficult for people. Um, that would really help us out at this ministry. Um, go to clumsytheosis.net and click the word donate in the menu. The donation options have been updated. You can donate monthly. 
through Patreon, as well as do one-time donations. I brought that back again because it just seems like it'll be helpful for people at this time. Clumsytheosis.net. Click the word donate in the menu. Support Clumsy Theosis. It would be greatly appreciated because we got to keep things going so that people can learn about this show, learn about Christ, and learn about their calling so that they can become children of God, be transformed, and transform the world themselves. All right. Next week, we're talking about Adam. Okay. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us. 